This episode is brought to you by the Full Moon Tattoo and Horror Festival, April 2nd through the 4th, 2021, at the Sinesta Nashville Airport. We're going to be there. Will you be? We'd love to see you. Come and visit with us. Thank you so much for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to New Haunt Order. It's been a while, but we're back, or I'm back. They've recorded one without me because I, uh, I had prior engagements that are called a, an infant. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> but uh, we're going back tonight. We got Jim Jam as always. We got Seymour and Jason Cottrell. And tonight we're joined with by uh, Doug Couch of Six Fears Hills Bar Dam. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Finally got you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Doug, I know you said you, you haven't listened to the show before, so let me give you kind of a quick rundown of what we do. Okay. We got a, it's, it's a real, compared to other haunt podcasts, we're a very short show. We've got six questions we ask every guest. So we like to okay. perspective <laughs> on the same questions. And uh, we'll just go ahead and jump right in, unless you got any questions. No, I'm good to go. Awesome. So, Well, the first question is probably the one that everyone in the haunt industry gets asked the most. And that's, uh, how did you get started as a haunter? Oh, as a little kid. <laughs> so... Um pulling the hair off my dog and gluing it to my face. So uh, <laughs> first first time I ever got goosed was uh, in college, but I was in sixth grade. I was able to get into a college party with uh, gluing dog hair to my face as a werewolf for Halloween. After that, there's no turning back. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just one of those freaky kids like you guys. I mean, my mom would come out when I was four years old and like at midnight find me outside with a stake and a cross trying to find a vampire. So uh, <laughs> just like all you freaks, nothing different. But I got in, I got into the, the, the haunting um, uh, basically later in life when my son was really scared at Halloween. I'm like, that ain't happening. And <laughs> my other businesses were doing very, very good. So I could go and, Yes, I spent in six figures at Transworld as a home haunter and uh, doing just a mega haunt, my home haunt in Vegas, in Las Vegas. Damn. And then we decided to start taking that downtown and we had some uh, leases on some downtown hotels and we did the Fremont Street experience for that. And it, it just got to be a nightmare. And at the same time, I opened Hazard Room. We were doing props just because I was getting, getting sick, sick to my stomach from getting ripped off from vendors at the Transworld. I'm like, man, I'm just going to make them myself and sell them to my friends. And, and that took off. And then uh, 
I decided to do one other thing was open up a chain of Halloween costume stores. And so I did that and uh, still got that, but I haven't opened up um, here in Tennessee since I brought uh, left Las Vegas. Now I did stop by Denver for a minute, checked out the market. I really didn't like it there. So next stop was here and I'm right outside of Nashville in Charlotte, Tennessee. Uh, my haunt right now is three hours from my house. Wow. And it's it was just a friend that had a building, and I'm like, man, this is insane. You know, it's a dam. So it's like, it's a historic dam. It's considered one of the most haunted spots in America. And uh, it's pretty freaky working in there. So I took that up and uh, I'm building a second haunt out here, which is a big one on the west side of Nashville, which is an indoor outdoor haunt, if we can get it done. Still knocking down trees right now. And uh, we actually shut hazard room for two years to get these done. And, uh, well, we, our sculptors and stuff are still working. So we, we got some really cool stuff, but did that answer that question or am I just rambling? The pulled hair off the dog and glued it to your face. Probably the most unique introduction I've heard. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm uh, definitely inter interested to hear about the new haunt when, uh, whenever you want to talk about that. But uh, that's Six Fear Charlotte. That's going to be, you know, we're putting up a. We check with the fire marshals out here, and it's. Uh, I got 50 acres up here on my my property, so um, my house looks like a castle already. We're going to try to keep people away from my house, though. Um, <laughs> but we're doing, uh, we're doing, uh, you know, under a thousand square foot buildings to keep out a fire code with the sprinklers, and we already check with the fire marshal, and they're good with it, and. I went, you know, in Vegas to get anything done. It's like, you know, you have to have political figure in your pocket, you know. So the mayor wanted me there because I was bringing people downtown at the time and uh, going through the nightmares of all that. And then coming out here and saying, you know what, I'm doing agritourism. And I go, what permits do I need to pull? And they're like, none. I go, how can <laughs> I market it? You can market it any way you want. I go, what can I do? They're like, do whatever you want. We know where your property is. Can I sell beer? Yeah, sell beer is 50 bucks. 50 bucks per minute. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> this is a lie. So this one out in Charlotte will be our big one. We're still gonna keep building up the dam. You know, that one's a slow process. We had basically no roof the first year. Uh we got electricity at the dam the, the day before we opened. So wow. uh it's been a true nightmare in itself. Um the roof just blew off last month. So uh. we're getting that back on. Um it's just hard because it's three hours from your house and it's hard to put your passion into it when it's so far out, you know? So, yeah. Well, I have really a, I, I did get to go through the first year. So you pulling off what you did in that, you know, little time and uh, as far as you are from there, hey, man, you killed it. It was brutal, man. It was <laughs> the hottest summer up there too. And it was just, you're looking at, you know, and we're getting the, the state called on us every week because certain people didn't want us up there. So we're getting marshals out, safety inspectors, asbestos people, and the bestest people are coming out. You got asbestos? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, what are you going to do about it? And go, code the same? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, I ain't doing nothing about it. Staying right there. <laughs> but they were great guys, honestly. So they're really good to work with. And so we we're getting expected every other week as we were building it. And uh, um, that was kind of a, you know, it's always put you on the edge of your seat. But they were good people. And uh mm -hmm. But trying to get that build up in the heat and you're down in a dirty damn damn, you know, and sweat <laughs> and bugs 
you're just dripping, your your nuts are chapped from the sweat and heat, you know, you you got <laughs> you can barely walk. It was uh, you know, it's my passion just like you guys. So it was like I gotta be insane to do this because I you know, I retired when I uh back in two thousand eight. I never had to work again. And then this Halloween shit, god dang it, you know. It's a sickness. <laughs> it's a sickness, man. It's a so, disease. Yeah. Well, we're gonna try, you know, the, the haunt community out in Nashville is cool. And I, you know, I've been around meeting a lot of the other owners and they're they're incredible, good people, you know. Vegas was a little more competitive cutthroat. Um, obviously because you're also dealing with other major events during October. But out here, man, at the haunt community has been really awesome, really good people. So so far. So I'm sure there's some dickheads out there somewhere. I haven't met them yet, but <laughs> so there far. are. Oh, there you are, there's Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Carol, you've been a sweetheart uh, every time I've been around you. I don't. Yeah, well, Jimmy, you know, we, we I haven't worked. Work. I haven't worked for you though, so I don't know. <laughs> Working for him is a different story. There you go. There you go. Uh, Doug, I mean, that's damn near. You're damn near in Chattanooga, man. I've I've been to that um, Hell's Bar, and it's spooky just walking up to that damn thing, oh, and I. I thought I thought about one time having this TV show where it's like haunted house haunters, like fighting these paranormal people over this haunted building because they each want to use it for different things. And I'm assuming that's what your life's like right now down there. Oh yeah, it is. And we actually do paranormal tour tour as our upsell ticket. So we actually sell a shit out of that. We get that at eighty five dollars a ticket. So we let them go through the haunt, and then they get a tour with a group of eight through there, and it's about a th- twenty minutes. It's worked out really well because the, the building is freaky. It's rare where we don't have a night that someone doesn't capture something. So, uh, and working in there late, you start knowing all these entities, you know, by name. You're like, hey. oh, you know, oh, hey, Susan, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, don't there, you know? There's a Susan and a sir. Well, there's ones that we keep away from the women. So some of our actors and stuff, we can't put them in certain rooms. So the girls, and then we don't even tell them. We just put them in the room and then the girls will come out. Oh my God, someone's holding <laughs> down and squeezing me. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, we just wanted to see. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, Got the my, wife, too? My, wife has, my wife has had big floodlights thrown across the room at her while she's painting the wall at night. All the way across the room. So nobody in there except her, and I was in the other hall, and they just went flying across from one side of the room, up, not down, and uh, that wasn't fun. But we've had all kinds of um, – I pulled some stuff out of there. There's so many stories I could tell you guys. We've got that time, but, man, um, we've had all kinds of people come in and bless it. Indians come in and do their thing and all kinds of stuff. It doesn't end, so – if you know the history of the dam, you should, if you don't know the history of that dam, you should Google it. I mean, a lot of people have died there a lot. We can even show you some of the spots where they died, raped, murdered, you know, bodies floating up, floating up, uh, you name it, people catching on fire. We, we have a room called the battery room. We don't, I don't put anything in it. I just let people go in there. And I would say about one out of four women come out throwing up or coughing or wheezing or hyperventilating um it's actually where a guy uh grabbed the uh, batteries which were the big damn batteries and basically melted so you know when they pulled them out he de-skinned and defleshed but uh we get a lot of activity in there and we go back to even the the cherokee uh 
guardians that they believe are in the dam too. Cause the land is cursed. So by yeah. dragon canoe, and we play off that we, pl- we play off dragon canoe too. So that's um, definitely one of my favorite ghost adventures episodes is when they were there. Oh, doing that one. You got, you haven't seen nothing, man. You come down one night and I'll let you spend a night in there or as long as you can last. So it's it's pretty brutal. Ten minutes. So hi, don't hi. don't tip me with a good time. I'm down. Last time, <laughs> last time we hi. were there, my, remember Matt? We were down there and our cell phones quit working. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, then crazy Ralph went by on a motor uh, on a bicycle. You remember that, Matt? I do. I, it was funny <laughs> because as we're driving up there, like there was a boat actively sinking in the lake. Uh, <laughs> wow. And like that, you know, the whole place yeah. reminds you of, of you know Friday Thirteenth Camp Crystal Lake type of a of a feel, and uh, I told Carol I said if you see a, a crazy old guy on a bicycle you floor it and get us the hell out of here, and no sooner that said this guy comes riding down the hill on a bicycle, I'm <laughs> yeah. you know, and that, that's one thing that happens all the time to us. It's the <laughs> first time I went in there and went with five of my crew in there to see if we were going to do it. Every yeah. single person flashlight and phone died except mine. And I go in and I knew the history of the dam a little bit. And I made a claim because I have Cherokee ancestors and I actually know who they are. So I say their names and put a claim to the dam and nothing happens to me most of the time. So I, I, I got so many stories, but I won't go there. <laughs> but, you know, you said you went to the dam the first year uh, for that thing. And I actually ended up flipping the flow of it. So I rebuilt it the second year. Just because I didn't like how it ended. It ended, you go on this great big dam. That's where we had our queue line into the powerhouse of the dam. And then you end up just kind of outside in the mud. And I wasn't liking that ending. So we reversed that. And uh, we started at the top and ended in the big dam. We, we you know, you're going to get bad reviews no matter what. But I, I think we only have one person really complain about that. They like starting in the dam. Everybody else loved ending in the dam. So that was a learning experience for us too. We got to get better with our queue line up there. We're too slow still, where it's taking us forever to get people in. Um, we doubled our um, crowd last year. So we, from the first year, we went into, uh, we backed off of, of following marketing and went to general marketing. We just hit radio and billboards last year with very little social media. And we actually, because of COVID, I think we doubled our, our stuff. We had no restrictions. So we just had temperature check, which was required. And um, half my people got COVID. I think I had it and no one complained. <laughs> we didn't do masks. We didn't do anything. We just, so, everybody, so yeah. everybody was, go ahead. Doug, you're immune, man. You're good. Well, I got old negative blood. So <laughs> that's plague resistant. <laughs> but yeah, I got sick pretty bad for three days but in September before we opened. So I'm, I'm thinking I had that because, man, I, I was stuck to the bed. But uh, I never went to the doctor for it. But um, we had no issues up there. None. We had none. I mean, we get the regular person that hurts himself on purpose, you know, and uh, just tell them whatever, take a hike. But we, <laughs> we were very – we're honestly, we were very blessed because the fire department up there, the volunteer fire department is amazing. So they bring their truck every night, and then they bring two to, you know, two to five guys to work, and they volunteer. And so they run our security. We had the fire department there um full-time um i mean that's been the biggest blessing you know so uh that's really worked out hopefully i can get that down here in charlotte too and then we we give them a good donation at the end of the season you know they know that's coming 
but uh, yeah. we buy them some equipment or something at the end of the season. So uh, it's been a win-win for everybody, and they're great guys. So it, it's I know some of the horror stories. My friends who own haunts in Ohio and stuff have to pay with the firemen, you know, having to pay them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> four or five hundred dollars a night to sit there. And I'm like, oh shit. So, so keep yeah. going. Well, you didn't pay me tonight, so I don't think your sprinkler system's up to code. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was one thing that we dealt with is that they came out and the, the you know, we were getting called on us by another group, obviously, that was a paranormal group. They were trying to get us shut down. And uh um they came out, the building code guys, multiple times, and the, the, the state safety people, and they're like, you're the only second haunt we've ever been to in Tennessee. And we got called on by everybody. But, you know, I had to keep redirecting them. Like I said, they're great people. And I'm like, look, we're not under regular fire code. We're a registered historic building. These are our codes. And, you know, I had to explain things to them a little bit. But and they went back and researched and came back, and they're like, you're right. You know, you're right. I'm like, I don't need sprinklers. You know, I don't need this. I don't need this. This is what I need. You know, so that was that was good um, learning experience. I, before I took it, I, I I called around all the other haunts that I knew of that were in historic buildings and try to get feedback. Obviously, it was a little different with everybody. Both fire code, you have a total different book on historic buildings, and people don't know that if it's registered historic. So, um, very different atmosphere than what I'm used to. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, an, that's interesting to know. Awesome. Keep that in my back yes. pocket for down the road. <laughs> What's that? Um, you broke so I said, keep that information in my back pocket for down the road. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can put on, people think if a building has asbestos in it, you can't put on a, a vent in it. That's not true. You know, the code for asbestos, federal and statewide here at least, is very specific. And it says you just can't disturb it, you know. Right. So, and you don't. You just leave it there even though, you know. I had different co-guys say different things. One comes in and says, don't touch it. Another guy says, scoop it up and throw it out. <laughs> I go, I'm not allowed to. And he goes, I'm not saying that. Don't scoop it up throw it out. But, you know, they're good people. So they want you They, they want you to succeed. And um eventually we we had a threaten a little bit to get them off uh our back not them but basically saying we know who's doing this calling in of us every week uh trying to shut us down before we get open and we're gonna file a lawsuit and we're gonna need their name so and the state said look we know what they're doing so anytime they they come at it you again we're just gonna know it you know we're gonna let it we know what's happening so i just you know, I just didn't get that for me. I want everybody to succeed. And, and that was nothing that I wasn't used to because that happened in Vegas to me. So that was pretty much normal, you know. So it's just something that there's all, and it wasn't the haunt community either. It was the paranormal community. So, but, uh, and they do tours year round on that. And, and in fact, when they, when I went out there to the dam, it, you saw that we did the uh, the haunt in the little part of the dam, the little building. When I went out there, they said, you can do it in any part of the building you want. You can have use a whole dam, just don't destroy the walls. You know, and, and I looked at it and I looked at it and there's some really cool stuff. And I almost put it in the powerhouse, which is huge. We could have made the haunt twice as big, but there's gigantic windows. And I'm like, man, people are going to fly out there. So it became a safety issue for me. 
Yeah. So we actually went in and, and, I'm, and then at the other end, I'm like, man, I can get an upsell here. You know, this part of the building is so spooky. It can stand by itself. We can get a good upsell doing a paranormal ticket, which has worked out really good for us. And, uh, and so that's what we decided. I did it in the small building that, uh, that's really destroy building. And we left the main part of the building alone, except what happens if you haven't been there is we start in the small building and we go into underground tunnels. So there's tunnels that used to be cable runs and we take people through there and um, then they end up in the main building. So. I got to get out there and check it out this year. I wasn't able to make it this past year because it was right when my wife was due to have our baby around the end of October, first November. And I wasn't allowed to go very far from the house. It's like, I don't want you to be, you know. No, when I, when I tell other haunters, I, you know, I tell haunters, I'm sorry, but when I tell haunters, like my friends come down and stuff, I go, you're probably not going to like it because we're, we left most of it alone, you know? So you're coming in and there's some jump scares and stuff like that. But if you're looking for a darkness or something, you're not getting it here. You're not gonna have high detail here. You're not gonna have that stuff. We're just using that atmosphere that's with the building, you know, and trying to change it up every year. We obviously have original animatronics in a lot of spots because I build them, you know, I have thousands outside, but um, we, uh, we, so like my friends came out from a haunt in Chicago and they're like, oh, it was scary. It was good. But and I'm like, I know, <laughs> I know it's not, it's not like if you're a haunter, you know, you're going to come in and just, it's like, you're going to be like, where's all the detail and all this other crap. And it's not going to be there. We play off of the, the legend. We, we tell people before they go into the battery room in the queue line, you know, we have warning signs about going into the battery room. We have, some of our negative reviews are some of our best reviews. They're like, we got scratched all over and we didn't get scratched there. But when we came back home and went to bed, we woke up with scratches and they lied to us saying that you couldn't get attachments. You know, you can't. <laughs> and someone grabbed my balls or did this and there was no one in the room. So, yeah. So, I mean, some of that stuff and we know where they're going to usually an entity, if you believe in that stuff, which I do, it's going to scratch them or get them. And, so, you know, I, what I do to them is I just say, you know what, just go back outside, take your shoes off, go into your house and don't put your shoes back on for a whole day. And that's how you break attachments. And every single time, man, never have a, you know, call from them again. They're like, oh, it worked. It worked. And I'm like, well, it's an old ancient tradition. Take your shoes off for your house to break any attachments. And we tell people that and it works for whatever reason. So... Is that the, uh, what's, what's that damn, uh, the pill they give people that think they got something wrong with them? Placebo. Yeah, is that, the, yeah. is that what the placebo for the haunt or the. It could haunted? be, but you know, I'm sure for some people it is, but other people we have weird stuff, man. They'll lift up their shirt and they'll have just like, you can just, it's weird. And you can tell it's not self-inflicted because the way it goes or it's in the middle of their back or we've actually had one girl last year was freaky. I think someone got on video, lift up her her shirt a little bit and, and you could see the scratches coming from the inside out so it was like in slow and we're all like holy crap you know and the scratches are growing on her as we're sitting there talking and she's like this is so cool <laughs> and I'm like really it's like oh my god look at this and i'm like this is cool and i'm like really so like i say so that building charlotte the charlotte location is gonna be totally different you know we've been buying up haunts all over the country actually 
So my whole yard looks like a crap pile of whatever. I probably, there's stuff on one side to the next, you know, and it's like, so we just got to get the carport buildings up, get everything off the, uh, out of the roads, out of my house. My wife's going to kill me. But, uh, so, uh, so as Carol Moore likes to say, your yard is haunt porn central. Uh, you would bone, man. You would freak. You know, if you get, people would freak, like a normal person comes to my house and, they're like, oh, it looks like a lot of shit. But a hunter, they're like, holy shit, you know. And I'm like, oh, and I, you know, there. Plus, I got probably two thousand molds laying around, you know. And it's like, I got the originals molds from Friday the Thirteenth, from Freddy Krueger. I have the original molds from almost every Hollywood movie, you know, in the '80s. Uh, there was, um, but obviously, I can't resell them because they're, um, you know, <laughs> caught with trademark oh, products. Yeah. So, uh, but man, it's, it's, I'm a, I'm, I gotta stop, you know, I gotta stop. So I want to, I want to know about your 59 Cadillac hearse that you have. I, I, uh, I have, I have a bunch of hearses, but that one is my baby, man. So I'm going to, I'm just waiting to find someone to do good body work and paint. I'm going to take it to flat black. It took me a while to find it. And I had three, I had a 69. I still have a 69. I had a 68, which I sold. But the 69, we actually had it all limited out, and it's got four TVs in it and stuff, and it, it's ready for wrap. It's just been sitting. It probably needs a new tune-up and stuff. But uh, we in Vegas, we would send that to the airport for the high rollers and bring them to the hotel in the limoed out hearse. So on the 69. But the 59, that's that took me forever. And honestly, I bought it out of Arizona. It never made eBay or nothing. The guy had it Craigslist for about one minute, and I've been looking for one for years. It's a pretty good shape when I bought it, a lot better shape than it is now. But uh, uh, he had opened not Spirits, but the other Halloween store. Uh, Alvin Express. Yeah, he opened that and he tried to open a haunt in the back, and he blew it. And I don't know what it was marketing or what, but he lost his ass, and so he had to sell everything off. Is that the so guy that was uh, that bought all the stuff? That's 13th floor, Phoenix. Now, and that the same guy. He had Halloween no, Express, and then he bought a bunch of stuff from Rocky Point. And I don't then, know because he was he was broke when I bought it from him. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, this guy he, supposedly this guy was lost his ass, and then yeah. thirteen oh, four came in and bought it all from him because he had a Halloween Express next door. Maybe, and yep. I bought. He was crying when I drove away, man, because it was his daily driver. I mean, I he was big dude too. You know, it's like a six five guy. And I look, man, he's just in tears. And I go, man, I, <laughs> I feel so bad. Not really, but. <laughs> I'm getting that so, baby cleaned up. So, <laughs> <clears throat> hey, um, we got set. Was it? So we got a little less than seven minutes left. Because uh, oh, that's uh, one question you asked me. I thought you had six. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no. Uh, no, we got seven minutes left in this because it's the uh, the uh, regular Zoom. So you only get forty minutes free. Oh so, boy. Uh, what can I, what we do is uh I'll just well, invite everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I'll invite everybody back. <laughs> we'll hey, next week, next week I'll, I'll have I'll pay my five hundred dollars I owe them, and you guys can use mine. So five hundred dollars. I just that's how much it costs for the year for the unlimited. Zoom. Oh, so I'll pay that next week. Well, I just I let it expire because I haven't used one. I actually do a lot of public speaking and stuff for uh, other companies. Um, and I actually get paid no. for it, but 
You can oh, no. use mine. I, so. No, we, we can do I just call you right back and it'll have another 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but next but next week you can just use my code. I don't need to be on. Just use my code. Oh, okay, I got you, you can get in and just use my system. So I don't have a problem with it. So people always I think you answered some questions for me about Las Vegas. I've always tried to talk my brother into investing in a haunted house and he lives in Vegas and it's a very hard market, man. It, that's one of the hardest markets I've ever touched. Uh, yeah, he he doesn't want to do anything entertainment wise out there. He owns an architectural firm out there, and he's all about building casinos and add-ons to the airport and stuff like that. So he's like, right. no, nah, I don't see any benefits in uh, <laughs> inter- in investing investing in entertainment. Well, you just got to remember Las Vegas. There's something going on. Not every week, every night. So you're That's probably why. competing. You're competing with major entertainment, like not little stuff, major. And so October is very hard. There's only a couple of trailer haunts left. I know a couple of other people are trying to open out there. Uh, I had a nine-year lease with downtown, and I walked away from it. I'm like, this is insane. Uh, I had a million people at my door to get them in. That's a different story. You know, they're there to drink and gamble, and uh, anything off of downtown. Now you're dealing with very rough fire marshals because got to remember the city doesn't want those businesses drawing from the strip and Fremont, you know, so they're super hard on you. When I was in high school, there was, I think, 68 haunted houses in Vegas. Now there's what, two? And they're trailer wow. homes. So, you, you you know, you have Freakling Brothers and then uh, Rich uh, Sterlich's haunts. Um, and maybe a couple more, I don't know, but yeah, the fire marshals are just brutal there. And, uh, the draw is hard. The draw is very hard with your competition. So very, you know, you have fright dome for a while, but you know, that wasn't a typical haunted house. That was more of a amusement, re- you know, I remember yeah. that one. I remember going out and visited him and went to see that one. He won't do, he won't go to haunted houses. He don't like them. He's, he's old. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I shared a, a warehouse with Fright Dome for years when I was just a home owner, and it's just because I had so much shit, so I was helping them out in a different business uh, avenue, but, um, and that's a little bit when I started doing Hazard Room out of there, and then we got our own warehouses for that, and went really strong with Hazard Room the first few years, and then I was like, it's getting to be like a business, and it's not fun anymore. So what we were doing was we were setting up at Transworld. We would only open up one day at Transworld. People are like... You're not open. I'm like, you don't get it. We really don't want that many orders. You know, we just want enough to cover ourselves and have fun and all that. And um, uh, not last year because it was closed, but the last two years before that, we started booming so fast, man. And it's like, we're just getting so many orders all around the world. You know, we're shipping all over the world. And then uh, I said, you know what, man? I went out. We were we delivered a prop to one of my friend's haunts and we guessed at, and I'm like, I miss this stuff, man. You know, we went in and guessed at, and we had a blast. I go, the whole idea in the beginning that we got into this, once we left the home haunt thing was to open a haunt, have a prop building company in back of it and have our Halloween stores on the front. So like empty into major retail store. So that was a whole concept was, and then we got sidetracked by the downtown events. We were actually shopping in Arizona for our haunt. Um, we were going to open up with uh, Kyle from Midnight Studios. That was our first venture. And that fell apart at the last second. And he opened up Monsterland for a couple of years. Uh, 
but then we ended up in Vegas. So once, once I revisited the haunt, man, I was like, man, we got to close hazard room because hazard room's labor, you know, it's fun making a number one prop, you know, the first props, a blast two, three, 10, that's a nightmare. You know, your cruise is <laughs> like, huh, you know, we're trying to keep as low because we're not, we're trying to keep as little employees as possible just because it's not year round work, you know? So it's like, it could be once we go full blast, but, and that was the other thing is if I could get all three of those, uh, has room open the six beer haunts and, um, all things, Halloween, Halloween stores back open and have those employees have a solid year round job because, you know, you have nonstop work in that case, instead of just a seasonal event. And that, that's my long-term goal is so I can get people paid. But uh, That sounds awesome. All right. So next question we'd like to ask is, is one of my favorites because I love hearing what, what people like. Um, and it's what's your favorite scene that you've ever built in a haunt? Holy crap. That's a hard one. Favorite scene. Well, you know, I know other people have done it, but my first uh, uh, monster stripper on a stripper pole, I know other people have done it since then, back in 2009 in Vegas, where I had an actual exotic dancer who was also a contortionist. And we had, uh, she was dancing on the lap of uh, um, uh, Distortion's giant. So <laughs> it was pretty good. So, That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad I didn't yeah. see that. <laughs> we held her to a nice stage and everything else and it was pretty cool you know what's really crazy when you, you talk about that because um some of my favorite scenes like I, I put all this money into certain scenes and stuff and then one year i did this last minute 3d hans it's called toxic martini and 3d and it's just used string and cheesy shit like that and afterwards people coming out of the three haunts and they're just you know hyperventilating and everything else and i'm and i what was your favorite haunt oh toxic martini i'm like the one i spent 20 bucks on you know like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it was great man <laughs> and i'm like geez louise you know so man you know we've done so many scenes so it's, it's just like i don't know there but i think that the, the stripper one because at the time i've never heard of it you know so i had a white room when i did when i did my home haunt you know it was like a six hour line to get into my home haunt and it was about 14 to 16 rooms we built outside. Um, it was probably be about, I would say, probably about six to 8,000 square feet of use. And uh, I built a white room with the fog and stuff like that. And it was probably eight by 12. And we had white walls with white faces on all of them. And people would be stuck in there for 15 to 20 minutes. And we're like, they could not find their way. It was just a maze. We'd have to go in and pull them out. It was insane. It would hold up the line, but we'd have people bypass it. It was just a home on. I wasn't charging anything, but it was just the simplest thing. And, and people would be banging on the walls. Get me the hell out of here. Get me out of here. You know, it's like just full of a box full of fog, you know, and uh, white, white walls in a maze. So, but yeah, I don't know. I, you know, everybody's, I think a little smarter on me building their scenes. So, um, I just, I'm just, I just go out there and shit works. You know, it's like, I don't draw a layout or nothing. So I go out and I tell people where the walls go and they, per, you know, everybody's like, my God, how do you, how did you figure all this out? And I go, you know what? I'm just a visual thinker. And, you know, I can see this stuff first. And then 
I got some good ideas for some good scenes for what we're building. We're actually one of our haunts out here is called Hazard Room. So after the other, the prop company, um, but I got some good stuff coming that I don't think anybody's done, but you want me to sell you the blueprints? <laughs> you want me to sell you my ideas? <laughs> but no. <laughs> so I know uh, we did the first year. We had some, uh, some vampire strippers. Uh, yep. cabaret. Yeah. That was a fun scene. Yeah. That, that, people liked that a lot. And, you know, you mix a, uh, we had like one stripper in a cage who was dancing and everyone's like, Oh, Hey girl. And then another girl in another cage would come out and that was the scare. But yeah, I mean, I just stuff that you don't see very often is always stuff that I enjoy doing. And I mean, yeah. we had a, uh, like you're talking about just something you threw together. We took a bunch of foliage and grapevines and fog this area out. We called it the, was it the forsaken mat? Is that what I, that we, I don't know. It was something yep. forsaken. And people come out like, man, that was that fog area was great. It's like, damn, we, that's the least sexiest scene, but the most popular. Right, so. right. In the black hallway. You know, in, Ve throw it in Vegas, too, guys. In Vegas, I had, because our we had to get up into the upper parts of the hotels and stuff, where my haunt in Vegas was about 30,000 square feet, and we had three weeks to build it. So I used scaffolding to build it out mostly. And we would use parts of that building, too, because we used binions for a while um before uh, someone else take it over and it got a bad name but it was a good name when i was <laughs> running it but we would have to get it built in three weeks we used you know the black tarp and you know it's funny because uh uh you know we're all detail 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 even when i look back on uh, larry's old videos you know and he's all black tarps and he's like you don't need detail and now you look at his new videos oh my god you need detail you know <laughs> but in those in those haunts just putting up that black tarp and then they would actually go into high detail scene because we'd stick them into a old casino part or old restaurants we actually used the building itself too or the old kitchens because we had they were demolishing it all and we they gave us rights to everything and uh um the black tarp still work, man, because, you know, if you got the right scares and the right settings before that and you send them into the black tarps, man, you know, we, we had vomiting and hyperventilating and just like you would have at every other big haunt, you know. And so, and that reminds me, I, I'm going to go back because I just remembered a scene. So I'm going to go back to one scene that we did that I that was actually probably my scene. It was in one of the old kitchens in, in, in the hotel. Now, you guys probably know Binion's is also considered haunted, too. Uh, it's where the mob used to take people down into the basement and take care of them. But uh, um, I had a good sized Marine working for me and I put him in like a butcher uh, outfit and I would get girl actors and he would grab them by their hair and take them off the counter. They would sit on the, the, the counter and he would throw them on the ground. On, we'd have them throw them onto a big cooking sheet and he'd, grab their hair and they wrap their hands around his wrist and he would drag them through this, this kitchen and uh, screaming, kicking their legs. And boy, man, was it hard to get people to go through there. They would run <laughs> out the other way. And this big old guy, he's, I mean, he, these girls, I keep switching actresses because they would get so bruised. I mean, they'd be black and blue. And I go, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, I love it. And I'm like, my God, man, you're like a map. You know, you're so beat up. And they're like, no, He's nice and all this. And so I think they just like the guy, 
But uh, <laughs> they, they throw them down on that cookie sheet. You couldn't see the cookie sheet, you know, it would slide against that hard floor and they would just drag it. It looked so real that it just, you know, it was insane. But yeah, the only problem was it was people shoot out the way they just came in. Like, oh no, I'm not going in there. That was probably my favorite scene. But, but uh, you know, I can't really take credit for the scenery in there. You know, it was, it was an old kitchen, you know, big metal everywhere. All this stuff was still in there, you know. So, and we were able to destroy whatever we wanted. So it was pretty cool. But, that'd be that'd be a haunt setting, you know, not having to worry about stuff getting damaged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they they obviously came after me for money afterwards, and I'm, I'm like, nah, you know, I knew their game. So, yeah. and I had to deal with Old Vegas in that hotel, so it was a little different. So it got physical sometimes, like with dealing with the guy I was leasing the building with. That you know, it was chest bumping and stuff. But it's old Vegas, you know, it's cool. So, um, yeah, that was that was cool. But out here, you know, my big thing is I don't want to tear down. I don't think I ever want to do another attempt. So that was one reason I let those go. Is just tear down was just too much of a nightmare, you know. So okay. yes, it's never as much fun taking it down as it is putting it up. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and still, you're in, in here was in Vegas too. What happened was you would have these great big freight elevators, and the buildings had been rebuilt so often, remodeled so often. When you got up to wherever you're going, you'd open the door, and there'd be a regular door right in front of you, three feet in front of you. So we had to cut our props apart and re-weld them when we got them in the building. And it was like I mean, you got three weeks to build this stuff. So just getting it upstairs, you know, you had a huge crew, and you're just trying to you're shutting down parts of you know major entertainment industry areas just to get stuff in you know we ran every night i think we took one night off a week and uh we'd run till about two in the morning uh that also caused another situation because doing that downtown area like that was you you had to hire uh the people in those areas so you want to get kids you would get a lot of you know different people put it that way that were you know they belong to the streets (laughs) (laughs) So that was a different experience where we, you know, we, it, you know, it was, we ran 110 actors, but uh, um, that's something I won't do again, you know. So out here, just setting up and letting it go and uh, building more of a haunt family is, is, has been fun at the dam, you know, that's been really fun. Yeah. So we've actually been able to work with like, you know, we were doing a little partnership with, um, uh, rigamortis you know jordan winton's little haunt over there it's a nice little haunt you know so we were doing we were doing banner exchanges with him um um he's a really good guy so it's like you know we met and i'm like okay let's do banner exchange coupon exchanges and that went well with us so uh um we're about an hour and a half from each other so out here man i just like this haunt community so much it's just like so far like i know i haven't hung out with any of you guys yet so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the most uh probably inviting haunt communities i've ever been a part of in the nashville area and i think it's just a nashville as a whole and that's including you know metro and the, the extended areas uh-huh. it's a it's a performance mentality community so they they understand a lot of you know what it takes to do this sort of stuff and it's, there's a lot of artistic people in the area so they get it yeah and i'm excited to get open over here just because I, 
you know, my hits on my website have been insane and I haven't been open. I put up the website about four years ago and I didn't know when I was going to open. I'm trying to get it open this year. I'm not sure it's going to happen, but um, I've just been, I've been getting plastered, man. I think I had 168,000 hits, you know, it's like, Damn. and I'm not open. I, and I got one bad review already. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I got my first bad review and I'm not open. So it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> wow. like, but uh yeah just getting that website open early was a big deal that yeah. was a big deal so hopefully and we're doing a las vegas type theme out here too and we've had the sign already built it's a welcome to las vegas sign and it's distressed in it um we've had it they spray painted charlotte or we had a, we rebuilt the las vegas sign a little smaller than it is we had it built exactly and then we went in and had it totally distressed and it says welcome to charlotte so if you go to our site sixfears.com you'll see the sign and it's a drawing we made that and i figured i figured at that because for photo ops i go what's the most photographed sign in the world i mean the las vegas sign is one i go yeah. let's, let's make it and then we can do like we're still going to have go-go dancers in the queue line and stuff like that um we got some really good facades we've been driving around the country buying some facades just because we don't have time to build them um, so hopefully get all the shit together. <laughs> so, ah, and we have Ooh. paintball too. I had another park that we had another, uh, area called, uh, oh, I don't even know what we called it last year. Yeah. There's my Charlotte sign part of it. So we built that, but, uh, um, and then I had, a contract for 100 i have a contract for another 165 acres of flatland um over here in dixon to build a third hump but i think i'm gonna let them out of there and just focus on these two and uh um then i think i'm gonna build some escape rooms so i just need to i'm killing myself man <laughs> you, only live once, man. you only live once yeah. Sound like me. Uh, I got, I got three different uh, podcasts. <laughs> wow! I offered uh, uh, part of that haunt to Kyle over Midnight Studios because we did some partnership earlier uh, over here, and he's considered it. But I, I think I'm just gonna drop that because it's just too much. And that was, you know, I gave the the land property, and what I do is I just get percentages. So I'm not paying a lease to anybody. You know, I get yeah. percentages. So in Vegas, I gave zero to 16 percent depending on the hotel uh i had one hotel in vegas offer me one of the contracts I actually ended up turning down was the state line hotel they offered me um ten thousand dollars for moving in just to move in 100 percent of the gate and then uh they offered me a percent of all of their roller coaster rides and stuff during the season so um the marketer guy that was in charge of it, he dicked around. He couldn't get a contract to, to us soon enough, and I, I bailed. And then he ended up getting fired. But uh, all I needed was a contract for that one. But I got, you know, I pay anything from zero to fifty percent on my lease, depending on the building. You know, I hate going up to fifty percent. I've only done it once, and uh, but sixteen percent to forty percent is more like it. But I don't want to be stuck with, you know. At least, Bill, that's the, the worst. That's the scariest thing for me in a haunt. You know, you're getting, and you see a lot of these haunts getting built up uh, or bought up, you know, by 13th floor and all that. You know, 
this it's the least that's getting them. The haunts do them fine. They just can't afford that note for the year. And they, yeah. they have one bad season and they're stuck. So if you go in and you find someone, you know, if you're doing land or whatever, I mean, I, I know a lot of guys do it and you offer percentages. It, it works for people because it's sitting, you know, if it's sitting, it ain't making them any money and there's no risk for you. Like the dam, I have zero risk. I have zero risk at the dam. I have zero risk for payroll, everything else, you know, because my payroll is uh, stipends. So if we don't make money, they don't make money. You know, their money, the money's based on ticket sales. They have ownership in the haunt. Every actor, everybody there, I give a percentage plus bonuses. And it's the only time, only time I've never had a complaint. When I pay payroll, like hourly complaints, and I would pay them more than whatever I told them. I always give them more, you know, and never, ever, ever <laughs> were they happy out here where I do stipends and give them ownership, you know, coupons and everything. And you get a percentage of all the tickets sold, whatever, uh, they're fine. You know, if they, have, if they complain, they haven't done it to me. And um, it takes all the risk off. Oh, because at night when you have a little crowd, you know, and you're like, geez, Louise. And I know that's dependent on state. In Tennessee, it's okay, you know, to still do stipends. But uh, um, some states it's not. But uh, what a relief, man. You have no lease and you don't have a payroll, you know. And then with marketing, as always, marketing, you know, you always pay a little bit on the front end as tickets come in, you pay with your tickets, you know, what you get going. So the marketing output is, is very low. You know, even like I think last year, the first year we spent $46,000 on marketing or something like that. But, you know, we never saw that cost. We saw very little of it on the front end. So that would be the three things. I don't know if I would tell someone who's going to open a haunt, try to get a lease that you have a partnership with. So you take the stress off of there. Try to do stipends, percentage of sales to your actors, give them ownership. And the third one, which is what I just said with marketing, you know, plan it that you can pay it as it comes out, you know. So that takes, that's all your stress. Your stress is gone. No, your stress isn't gone, but your money stress is, is very little. You know, obviously you still got your actor stress and everything else, getting people out there and, and all the other shit. But um, that was, that's a big three things. And that's what I've done different out here than in Vegas. You know, Vegas, I did traditional pay. My payroll was over $100,000, you know. So, um, and then marketing. When I did Vegas, though, the marketing was always covered by the hotel, so I didn't have to worry about that. Um, but those things, definitely stipends, shared lease, and, you know, look at a good marketing budget, but make sure you don't, you know, you only put out five grand on the front end, you know, and it, and make sure you have avenues to get out of your marketing if the tickets aren't coming in. Yeah. So. Well, that's cool. But, actually, it's actually, uh, with our, our list of questions, that's the last question we usually ask is what's some advice you have for someone who's looking into, you know, becoming a haunt owner or transitioning in, into an ownership position. So actually. Yeah, I would say that, you know, it's like one, if you love your hobby, leave it a hobby. Yeah. You know, when you become pro, even with the prop making, and I, I know watching him trim masks there right now, you know, it takes a lot of joy out, you know, and like, again, when you, you're small and even it's fun, you know, it's small, it's fun. When it gets big, you know, you, 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 you lose a lot of the joy because you're, you're running around like your head's cut off, you know, the chicken's head cut off and, and you're trying to do stuff for me, what I do to help bring myself back into it. I hire managers 
to manage the haunt for me so I can act. I go, I like to act. So there'll be one or two nights a week I get to act, you know, and I'm running around and jumping over buildings and jumping over shit. And people are like, oh, it must be nice to be 29. And I go, dude, I'm 56, you know? <laughs> and a secret is three beers a night, man. I don't drink beer that much, but when I'm haunting, man, I don't eat food. I just drink whatever. I can drink three beers and it does all, all the calories I need for the night. I'm good to go. Well, you know, that is the thing that's back. uh, The Egyptians used mead or beer for the slaves for building the pyramids because it kept them fed and it made them docile at night. That worked for me. (laughs) So I must learn something, the Egyptians. But uh, that would be the thing is if you're you're a new Han owner, you know, look at the, the, or you want to be a Han owner, look at avenues where there's less risk. And people message me all the time because I'm very open. I want everybody to succeed. I don't believe in competition, you know, like that. Distortions actually was, you know, actually got my mindset. Probably about 10 years ago, I went down to Distortions when I first opened Hazard Room. And a lot of the prop builders at the time, you know, Facebook wasn't open as much and stuff. And a lot of the prop building companies, um, they want to tell you anything. You know, you go out and message them. Or, you know, and they want to tell you anything. So, you know, unless you had an apprenticeship somewhere, and I think you had to sign a non-compete, you know, and you're like, well, I want to own my own business. Well, you need to take a hike, you know. So, and I messaged tons of companies. But distortions was incredible. They're like, come in. And at the time, we had moved to Colorado for two years to check out the market. And we went into distortions, and they showed us everything. Not only did they show us everything, they gave us list of their suppliers, yeah, what they're cool. using. It was amazing. They're like, here, you do this and this and this. And I'm like, and I said to him, I go, aren't you afraid I'll knock you off? Aren't you afraid of the competition? And they looked at me and said, no, we're not. Because if you do, it pushes us to make better stuff. And I'm like, that is the most awesome mindset I ever thought of. You know, it's like, wow. So that was coming out from all these other companies that like wanted to stab me in the eye, you know. Yep. And here you have Distortions, one of the more successful ones. Uh, you know, I, I have stories, you know, we opened a prop company, you know, and, and because, you know, a lot because of Scare Factory. <laughs> <laughs> Not getting our stuff and getting broken stuff. And we're like, well, we can make this crap, you know? So, and we kept it small on purpose. Um, we could go big with Hazard Room where we want. And we, you don't see a lot on us anywhere because we don't market it. And we do have a big group of people that buy from us. Um, and like, we do a lot overseas and we've done theme parks and stuff like that. And we've done Not Scary's Farm and everything like that. But I think next year I'm going to take Hazard Room big if I can get this haunt open right now, because we have just so much stuff you guys haven't seen. We're going to get into giants. We've already started doing some giants and uh, stuff for that. And again, this is me. I was an art teacher in my original life. I was a high school art teacher and a a basketball coach, baseball coach too. And the Halloween was a creative outlet for me. I got shaky hands. And so um being able to get into a dark art like this where you know you're you're creating and you're getting immediate feedback on what you're doing and nobody's really looking at your fine lines you know and uh um was yeah, a real yeah. cool thing 
<laughs> what was that? So thank God no one's looking at my fine lines because they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> mine are pretty horrible. So, but uh, the art of it is amazing. So I'm like, <laughs> as he's saying, they're kind of finger off. <laughs> so but yeah if you're a new person you just got to look at it as a business you're gonna make a lot of money I, whenever i open a haunt i don't plan on making money for five years you know so i'm like yep. okay if i'm if i can get a little bit back each year i'm cool with it um i have other successful businesses right now that are still going but eventually they'll go away so hopefully i start making money in the halloween world eventually my halloween stores actually did good my costume stores and we were actually going to try to franchise them but we're going to revisit that later because we moved them from las vegas to denver which we never opened to here so my, my house is full i got i think 10 bedrooms in my house no i got 16 rooms in my house and each room is packed like just packed so you live so, in a mansion right i live in a castle oh. <laughs> I have a nice little house in 50 acres. And for me, it's not for me, the house at all. It's my wife. <laughs> it's I'm happy in a cardboard cardboard box. As long as I have a, a good size shop, I'm okay. You know, you can put me anywhere. So I, uh, we got nine minutes and 40 seconds. So, uh, we got <laughs> one more. Rambler, we'll, we'll do, I think we'll do <laughs> one more question. And I think that'll be good for, for this one. All right, guys. But, um, you want to just short reset it and then we'll do that question? No, I think we can get that done in nine, nine, uh, nine minutes. Okay. Let me uh, look at my list here. Let's um, ask him. Let's ask him what his favorite thing he's ever seen in another haunted house has been. How about that? That's that's where I was going to go. Wow. Oh, man, I've been to a lot of haunts. Oh, Lord, that's not a fair question. <laughs> There's so many good things out there. You know, my favorite haunt I visit was um, Hell's Gate. I think that's the one. So I was, the zombie I was, army does that Last year, but uh, clearly that didn't happen because I, I would always want to go to Hell's Gate. Those caves, but I, you know, I like Hanahuchi, and that's kind of the. I'm not doing a hands-on out here in Tennessee, and I'm kind of doing the adult kind of theme. Uh, we'll see if people are picketing me. I'm already getting dirty letters and uh, religious letters in my mailbox, but um, I'm between uh, the Mennonites and uh, I think the Protestants or something down the street. The Mennonites have been real cool about it, though. But I've been getting a lot of I'm going to hell letters, you know. But it's cool. I don't care. <laughs> but we're gonna do kind of an adult theme out there obviously i'm from vegas so it's gonna be a little more adulty and uh we have clarksville base up there we're gonna try to draw from that a little bit but uh that uh hell's gate man that when you go up and you walk through all of the um um the woods you know to get to the main hunt you think you're already done with the hunt before you get to the main hunt so you're walking through the trail and you're like seeing just cool little teasers and, and their main room, that would probably be my favorite room I've seen was their library. Where they have, they have the girls up and they're telling the story and they fly across the room. That is insane. And I did mm -hmm. like the library where the, 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 the 
tilted walls and stuff like that. That was really cool. So that's, I think, definitely my favorite haunt so far. I try to take the Midwest tour one every year, you know, and uh, that usually is a pretty good time. Uh, but I would have to say Hell's Gate, the, that, that opening main big room with the, they get up and they tell the story of the twins and they're, they fly across the room and it's a big room, you know. They did a tremendous job on that. I knew, you know, when I looked at the reviews in the beginning, they were getting bad reviews, a few bad reviews. And, you know, it's any haunt. They're just getting open and going. But, man, they got their groove, and they sure are. They're amazing. So that would be, a, you know, a nice haunt to revisit every year. So Yeah, I love, I love Le, uh, Le Flamboy, uh, his style and, and the way that he runs his crew. I just think it's really, really good. And he's such a passionate guy about what he does, like, yeah, that haunt's incredible. He loves it. You know, and it's weird because when you visit these haunts, you see some big ones and they're just got off a horror one. And then these little ones that are like in a house and they're like off the wall cool. So it's, it's you know, even for a lot of people watching who are new and are going to be new into the haunt industry, you know, it's, it's, it's about getting your flavor right. It doesn't have to be massive. You know, you're there to entertain and 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 bring back that that atmosphere and that's what i tell my partners i go look we got to create that atmosphere that it's an october thing to do you know you got to have that smell that stuff like they when they're little kids they come here and in five years they're going to want to come back because they remember that smell you know it's like all of us we all all want to be that guy on our street when we're doing our homes that hey you remember that guy that used to do that house for halloween you know you're all those guys you know people are like yeah that weirdo yeah what happened to him so you're that one that made all the little kids happy and stuff. And that's what we do. You know, we're entertainers. So, and I would have to say that too, if you're opening a haunt and going back on another question is, you know, if you're doing it for the money, man, this ain't, <laughs> there's so many easier ways to make money. I can show you other businesses how to make money. You know, this is a hard money business and it's high risk, but if, if your passion's in it, it's worth it. You know, it's worth it. Just don't get into it for the money. So as he's making masks for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> as I'm making masks to hopefully make some money. There you go. You will. You will. Just keep pushing, man. So, you know, I told Kyle when he first started, too, because he was making over at Midnight Studios, like he was just doing masks at first. I go, dude, you're never going to make a lot of money in masks unless you get into silicone. You're going to have to start doing full body props and animatronics eventually, you know. So he's killing it. So I get that one day. You will. You will. Just start getting bigger. Start yep. building up. Put body heads on those things. And instead of getting, you know, 200 bucks for that 100 bucks, you get 800 bucks for a static prop. All I got to use that hands. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I hope I answered your questions, guys. I really like, enjoyed being on here with you tonight. I don't get to talk Halloween often. I'm out here in the boons. So, um, dude, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm in Knoxville right now working, but I'm home in Nashville on the weekends. I would love to get a cold beer with you. Chat. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. Cause, um, you know, there are a lot of haunted house people in Nashville, but you know, I know a lot of them and I don't know you and I'd like to get to know <laughs> you a little bit more. So, um, <laughs> Hey, you know, I, I like, I already like, you know, the way you look at things and the way that you've talked is, you know, it's almost like a West coast feel. Um, it's a little bit different. It's spooking, spooking, but 
when you when you come like I've been in Tennessee my whole life pretty much. And when I started traveling, doing more haunted housework, you notice that other styles are there. And, you know, like you said, like a, a stripper, you know, deal was pretty cool. I mean, when we need that death yard, people are like, you're going to put a stripper in your haunted house? Like that was, you didn't talk about that in, in Tennessee, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> zombie Nazis, drill goes. <laughs> hey, yeah, the zombie Nazis, the drill dough, the zombie strippers, that was the trifecta, Matt. Hell yeah! Well, thank you. Uh, All right, guys. We'll talk, we'll talk to y'all soon. Appreciate awesome. it. And, uh, yep. Appreciate you guys. Uh, see you later. Right, thank you very much, Thanks, guys.